I want to welcome you to Breaking Bread. Welcome to Fellowship in the Word. Here is where you will receive insights about God's Word that will stir you to action. I want to let you know, dear listener, that there is practicality in God's Word. God's Word um, can be lived. Do you understand? Um, the scripture lets us understand that the entrance of God's word gives light and understanding to the simple. So even the simple-minded can grasp what the word of God is saying and even put it to action. I want to read something to you in First John chapter 1 from verse 1 to 3. It says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. So there is, there is a handling of the word of life. There are those things that John here talks about, those things which he has seen, heard, and handled of the word of life. He says, for the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, oh, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us talking about christ that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye may also have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the father and with his son jesus christ so once again i welcome you to breaking bread um the goal of the goal is to make God's way and idea popular. I'll say it again. The goal is to make God's way and idea popular. Now, what does this mean? What does this look like? It is that the Lord's counsel becomes first choice. I want to say something prophetically. I see these things happening in our day, very soon in our day, that... Um, God's um, God's ways, God's word, per se, becomes popular opinion. That people begin to um, um, recognize and accept the place of the word in their lives. Um, I want to read from Micah chapter four, from verse two. It says, "And many nations shall come and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, and to the house of the God of Jacob." And he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For the Lord shall go forth of Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Oh, this scripture is so powerful. It says, A nation shall come and say to themselves, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. That is what is what that is what I see happening in our day. Hallelujah. The prophet Habakkuk said. For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. Hallelujah. Talking about a time. Second Corinthians um, chapter 4 from verse 6 says, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of, the, of Jesus Christ. Now we see, we see two, three, and many more scriptures testifying to this one thing that the that the knowledge of God will cover the earth 
it will cover the earth hallelujah you see the the power of god still saves the power of god still saves the gospel is god's power and it's the only thing that can set men free it is the only thing that can bring a man out of corruption is the only thing that can deliver a man from sin from the from the fallen nature it is the gospel god's power hallelujah so we do not get scared by the size of darkness uh, isaiah chapter 60 from verse 1 says um arise shine for your light is come and the glory of the lord is risen upon thee for behold the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people it says but the lord shall arise upon you and his glory shall be seen upon you so it doesn't matter the size of darkness it doesn't matter the extent it doesn't matter the level of depravity that we are seeing in this day the gospel still remains the power of god unto salvation It says, and Gentiles shall come to that to thy light. Oh, we see we see the same thing that was uh, mentioned in uh, Micah chapter four. It says, and Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Hallelujah. So we don't we don't we don't get overwhelmed by the the things happening around the level of depravity. How darkness seems to be staring us in the face. Do we understand? Scripture says that um, the light shines in oh, the light shines in darkness, and darkness comprehends it not. It means darkness can't understand it. Darkness can't overtake it. That's what he was talking about. Hallelujah. So, if anything, children of light are meant to be bolder than children of darkness just for the sake that we are light oh i don't know if you heard what i said it says the light shines in darkness and darkness comprehends it not it cannot be overtaken by darkness hallelujah it says for god who commanded lights to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts it has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So children of light are meant to be bolder. He gives this instruction in Isaiah chapter 60 from verse 1. He says, Arise, shine. He says, Arise, shine. We are meant to be audacious just for the sake that we are light we are meant to be audacious just for the sake that we are light i'll read something to you in matthew chapter 5 um something you may not have noticed it says you are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid a city set on a hill cannot cannot be hid it says, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. 
Hey. It says, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. It says, so in that same way, let your, let your light shine before men. He says, don't hide it. Don't, don't be tempted. Is tempted the right word? Don't be tempted to hide your light. Why are you hiding your light? Says that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. I don't know. I don't know if if we are following. I don't know if we are getting it. But we have been called. We have been transformed into the kingdom of His dear Son. We are now sons of light. We are the hope of this world. Do we understand? So we don't see darkness moving and cower. Let me read something. Let me read something in First Corinthians. Paul writing to the Corinthians, to the Corinthian church. Um, I want to I want to read something to you that will stir you up. It's a long read. First Corinthians from chapter one, read from verse seventeen, just for context. It says, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. It says, Where then is the wise? Where then is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Has God not made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world, the world by wisdom knew not God. So he pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Oh. So, here's what Paul is saying. I don't know if anyone might have been in that position where, oh, you just thought about the gospel and it, it just sounded, it sounded weird. Oh, how, how do I want to tell someone this, that, oh, um, how do I even make them in the first place? acknowledge that they are falling that they are in that falling state how then do i how then do i introduce the gospel how then do i tell them that oh somebody died for you to live a better life it says the gospel sounds foolish it says he knows the gospel sounds it actually sounds foolish it says but it pleased god it pleased God to use the foolishness of preaching to save men. It pleased God. And that is what God does. I continue reading. It says from verse 21, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 from verse 21. It says, For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign. And the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God 
and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Hallelujah. So here is the thing. That foolish gospel, Paul says that it makes so much sense to us that are saved. I mean, looking at it, considering it, it actually makes so much sense to those that understand the gospel. If you understand the gospel truly, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, they couldn't have been any other way. I mean, we couldn't have thought of any other way. But unto those that are perishing, it is foolishness. And if you do consider it in their own context, it is foolishness. But it is that foolish thing is the wisdom of God and the power of God unto salvation. Hallelujah. There is no other name by which men should be saved. There is no other way. See, this thing has been working since day one. And it will keep on working till now. There is no other way to change the world. There is no other wisdom. There is no other way except by the gospel. Except by preaching the works of Christ. Hallelujah. Now here is my emphasis. Verse 26. It says, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Oh, wow. It says, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world, and the things which are despised, as God chosen here, the things which are not, to bring to naught things that are. So this is God's strategy. Paul here reveals God's strategy. How that the first thing he did was to use a gospel that sounds foolish to save men. And not only does he did he do that, he chose men that were, were not counted as anything in society. Men that were written off by society. Hallelujah. He says, he preach, uh, But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block. There's a whole, there's a whole backstory to, to that particular verse. I'm talking about um, verse 23. He says, But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block. And unto the Greeks foolishness. There's a reason why it is a stumbling block to the Jews. And there is a reason why it is foolishness unto the Greeks. Probably one of these days I would I would um, talk a little about it. Hallelujah. But that is God's strategy. What am I trying to say with this? It doesn't matter where you are it doesn't matter who you are this lets us know that god specializes in using weak things for his glory so what god will do or what christ will do to spread his gospel 
is that he will select 11 men, 11 unlearned men to preach the gospel. And we can see the result of the things that happened. 11 unlearned men. I'm sure if I were to be one of them, I mean right now, what would be in my mind? Where, where do I start? How do I do this? Christ said to the uttermost part of the earth. So they had to think big. They had to think, think big. They had to do things that they had never done before. They had to take bold steps. Oh, Scripture in Acts chapter 4 says, And when they perceived the boldness of Peter and John, they marveled. It says they marveled because they perceived that they were unlearned men. How could unlearned men be doing this? How could they be talking like this? I don't know if you've read that um, particular portion of the scripture. They had just healed somebody and they were called to, uh, they were called by um, the Sanhedrin, um, what we'll call um, the, how would I put it, the officials in those days, the elites, the religious elites. These same people that killed Jesus Christ, these same people that killed Jesus Christ that sent you, your master, called them, called them, they stood before them, I mean, it was like facing a panel. They stood before them and they talked boldly. I want you to read Acts chapter 4. So these people had to think big. They had to take bold steps. They suffered a lot for it. We're talking about we're talking about making God's idea and God's way popular. You can't do that without without taking bold steps. The thing is that the the sons of or the children of darkness are also bold. They are also bold. It is how it is how darkness could even spread in the first place. It is how darkness could even become gross in the first place. Do we understand? So why should children of darkness be bold about the evil that they are doing and light will be shining away in a corner? Do you get what I'm saying? So it's a call. This is a charge to be audacious in, in our day. We can't stand by. We can't stand by and and let and let um, sons of darkness do whatever they want. Let me tell you something. Things got so bad, things got worse. I'm even talking about no matter how things things may seem to be now. It was not as bad as in the days of Noah. Noah was the only righteous man God found on earth. Do you know why? Because things got so bad that people did nothing about it. The supposing children of God did nothing about it. And they compromised. That is what... That is... That is what will inevitably happen 
when <laughs> when we just sit by and let and let the world do what the world does says we are ambassadors for Christ but it doesn't mean that those things cannot get you to compromise remember you were once in the world even though you have now been translated you were once in the world so you can't sit by and do nothing look there is work there is work to be done there is work to be done so this is a call to you dear listener it's a call to you to be audacious for Christ to be audacious for the gospel take a stand take a stand if possible I want you to read um, the acts of the apostles meditate consider the things that these guys did how the gospel was able to spread there was a way they did it there was a way there was a way they did it but it started by being audacious these people literally prayed for boldness they literally they were facing persecution and in the face of persecution they prayed for boldness they didn't pray that god would take it away look it's useless it's it's useless to pray that God should take away all the bad things in the world. It's, it's a very pointless prayer. When you are light, why should God, why should God take it away? It's a very irresponsible prayer. After God, after with all that Jesus did, He has made you light. You have work to do. He says, "Arise and shine." For the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Oh, I want you to catch that. I want you to catch that revelation. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. So arise and shine. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. There is no way. There is no way to hide it. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. Stop hiding. It is time to take a stand. Now is the time. I'm telling you. Now is that time to take a stand. Now is that time to obey and to follow the instructions that God has been giving you. Now is the time, dear listener. Because we are stepping into those days. And it is important that you flow with God's spirit in these times. So that you do not miss out. So that you are not found wanting. There is work to be done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.